0: Hello and welcome to a new episode on a new series, Effective Prayer. My name is Shadi and welcome to Honey Let's Talk. This is where we say when we talk, we make it better. So in this series, we are going to be sharing some uh, tips and ideas that can help you improve your prayer life. If this is something that you like or if this is something that you are struggling with, uh, so keep um, locked because we are going to give you some amazing ideas that can help you. Let's get into it. We'll conclude. So last month, we talked about faith that moves mountain. It was one of my best experiences just to learn the potential faith that we have. Today, I want us to look into a new aspect of moving mountain, and that is prayer that works. If you have found yourself in a situation, either positive or a negative one, most probably you have prayed about it or I've had people advise you uh, to pray or they were praying for you. And it is, it is interesting that one of the things that is misunderstood is prayer. If I ask us today here to define what prayer is, we'll all have different definition of prayer, all of us. But the big question is, can prayer truly change circumstances. That's something that all of us want to know. Does prayer affect our destiny? And for some, the frustration of unanswered prayer has caused us to ask different questions. Why doesn't prayer seem to work? Why is it that it works for some and for others is a journey of frustration and disappointment? And maybe that's where you are today. Today, I would like to start with a quote from Oswald Smith that says, When we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. When we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. As we finalize the year, as you get into a new project, a new need, a new desire, I suggest to us not just to work. I suggest to us not just to plan. I suggest to us not just to pick project after project, but to pray because when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. And what that means is God takes that responsibility from us. God shows us things that we have not anticipated, we have not thought about. This past week, I went to visit one of our pastors and he talked to us about something that was very interesting. and He called it the principle of a bend. When you're on a bend, if you're a driver, you don't know what is ahead. But all you, you your thinking is your safety and your security, but you don't know what comes the next five minutes. And that's where we are in life today. We don't know what will come next week. You might be in the midst of a huge project, but you don't know what will come next week. You might be in the midst of of a new job or a new structure that you're trying out, but you don't know what will come next. When we work, we work, but when we pray, God takes that responsibility and works for us. Despite all the questions, the confusion, the uncertainty surrounding prayer, though it is still the greatest common denominator among all great biblical characters, and thousands of believers throughout history, I bet today the one thing that is common to all of us here is that we all pray, right? We find ourselves praying. But somehow, some of us enjoy it, while others are not sure if it really works. As we start our series this morning, I want us to lay the foundation of effective prayer, prayer that works. We need to agree on this if we want to experience prayer that works. There are three principles that I want us to look into today that are foundation for effective prayer. But before even I mention this principle, I want you to understand that prayer is meant to be a relationship builder, a connection. God is not a machine. We don't go there and press some button and and God does things. God is actually not our worker. He's not our employee that we boss him around for him to do things for us. So these principles are meant to help you grow your intimacy with God. It's not a formula per se. But I suggest to us, these are indicators that point you in the right direction. So, as we talk about this principle, these are just indicators. They will point you in the right direction. They will help you assess your relationship with God. They will help you assess where your prayer life is at this morning. And these three foundations, I'm just going to state it and then I'm going I'm to take us through one by one. The first one is this, and it's the most, it's like one of the biggest barriers for many, many people. Principle number one, God's purpose is more important than your plans. Let me repeat that again. God's purpose is more important than your plans. This doesn't mean that your plans are useless or not important, but it is simply a reality that God is committed to fulfill his purpose. And we better align our plans within his will or else we'll be on our own at least in regards to that need. God's purpose is more important than our plans. The thing is, as Christians, we find ourselves praying. We pray more than we read the Bible. We need to ask ourselves this, and I want to to ask you, if you could just take this for a moment and ask yourself this question, is what I'm praying for aligned with God's purpose? Is it aligned with God's will? For some of you are praying for jobs, others are praying for projects, others are praying for your families. But the question is, is it aligned with what God's purpose is? Because God is intentional, committed a hundred percent to his purpose. We need to align ourselves or else we'll be praying amiss. The reason why this is important is that God has clearly stated it in his word. God has clearly, plainly put it in his word. In Proverbs 19, verse 21, it says this, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, God's purpose will prevail. The question is, will it leave you frustrated because you are praying in a different direction or will it leave you fulfilled because you are praying in line with his purpose. And to illustrate this clearly, Isaiah says in Isaiah 46, verse 10, I make known the end from the beginning. This is what the Lord says. From ancient times, what is still to come? I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. If God already knows what will happen in the end, if God already knows what will happen in the bend, in that bend in your life today, if God already knows that and He is committed to ensuring that it happens the way He wants it, why do we find it hard to trust Him and we keep ourselves busy praying for our own outcome? Praying without knowing what God desires concerning a particular situation is what leaves us frustrated. If you have been frustrated before, Chances are you might be praying outside what God wants you to pray. Chances are God's will concerning that need requires you to be or to do in order for God to align you into his will. Let's look at what the dictionary says about frustration. And I want you to get this because it's important for us today. The dictionary defines frustration as the feeling of being upset or annoyed as a result of being unable to change or achieve something. Oh, that is nice. Isn't it what we have been trying all along to do? To change, to achieve, to build something? Yet we have been going in circles, frustrated because things seem to get worse even with all the effort. If this has been you, I want you to change your approach. Your miracle, your breakthrough is tied by your ability to recognize God's will concerning that need. And this brings me to my biggest lesson this morning. You cannot replace what God has put in place. You cannot replace what God has already put in place. You can only align with what God wants you to do. You cannot replace it. Even with all the amounts of prayer and faith, you cannot replace what God has put in place. With this principle, we must change and adjust our approach to prayer because nothing finds God by surprise. God knows your current situation. God wants wants you to invite him because he knows the best way out. Before you start that project, have you invited God because God knows? God knows all the loopholes. God knows everything. God knows what can go wrong. When you invite God to your needs, God is inviting you to his purpose. And you better hold on to his purpose. You know why? Because you will find peace regardless of what God chooses to do with your need. Let me say that one more time. If you have a need today, or you have a situation today you're praying about. When you pray, you are inviting God into your needs. You're inviting God to do something concerning your need. But in that process, God is also inviting you to his purpose. And when he invites you to his purpose and his will, you better hold on to it because you will find peace regardless of either God decides to do what you want him to do or God decides to take a new route. You will find peace. And this is what, when you read the story of Paul, when you read stories in the Bible of Moses and, and all these people, they understood that God's purpose is way bigger than their plans. Look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul understood this principle so well. Paul had this pressing need. Paul had this need that he had been praying for for a long time. And in 2 Corinthians twelve eight to 10, this is what he says. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. The three times I prayed about it. Three times I wanted God to do something different. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And then he goes ahead and says, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness. In other words, the same thing that was troubling me. Now I am glad to boast that I have it so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insult and hardship, persecution and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul changed his approach to his prayer. When he prayed, he started by telling God, God, I don't need this thing. I need you to remove it. I need you to do something different from this. But when God reveals to him his purpose, Paul changed his approach and he viewed his need and his circumstances as an opportunity for God to show himself and to be glorified. Friends, this principle is so important. We all need to understand this, that God's purpose and plans are way bigger and way better than our plans we need to allow him into our space. When we pray, we need to allow him to reveal to us what his will is. I know you have a plan. I know you have thought about it. I know you have a a clear picture of where you're going and the things that you're doing. I know you're taking that big risk, big, uh, you're, you're taking that big opportunity. You're taking that big step in your life. But I want to pray and suggest to you this morning that you need to invite him for him to show you what his will is concerning that thing. Because on a bend, you don't see what is ahead, but God knows what is ahead. The second principle is equally important. And the second principle is this, God has placed his word above even his name. The word of God is not just the law of man, but it is also called the law of God. And what that means is when God speaks, he is willfully obligated to obey his word. Because of his integrity and his full, full faithfulness, God subject himself to his purpose and decrees. So when God says something to you, when you read a scripture, and you, you, you feel like God is speaking to you through that scripture. When you pray that scripture, when you pray according to God's will, when you pray according to God's word, God is obligated to obey his word. In Psalms 138, verse 2, it says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your love, kindness, and your truth. And the psalmist says this, for you have magnified your word above all your name. For us to know and understand God's purpose, which you have said is so important, we will need to desire and study his word. Because clearly from the above scripture, his word is way important our prayer needs to be aligned with God's written or spoken word if God has not spoken to you find his word in the written word because that's where God wants to operate in this is the reality friends God will prioritize his spoken or written word of our desires and our plans and first john 5:14 it says something interesting and this is the confidence that we have before him if we ask anything according to his will he hears us it is easy for us to ask for us to ask for anything actually that's what we have been doing all along but very few of us pause and ask ourselves is this in line with god's will because Some of us, we don't know what the will of God is. We don't take time to ask God to reveal to us his purpose concerning the situation. We want a quick fix, a quick answer. We want things to go the way we want them. But God will always prioritize his plan over our desires. And we need to prioritize God's word in our lives because when you do that, God reveals his will concerning our situation. God will always remain true to his word, no matter what. And friends, this morning, I just want to challenge you that understanding God's word concerning our situation will help us pray effectively. I dare say this, because of God's faithfulness and integrity, if you pray God's word, God has no option but to do according to his word. Because God is not a man that he should lie. He has plainly stated it in his word that he has placed his word above even his name. I challenge you the next time you kneel to pray and ask God to reveal to you his purpose. I challenge you to ask God, God, reveal to me what your purpose is concerning this situation. Because God is committed to his word. God will show you his purpose if you invite him to do so. Ask God to reveal to you his purpose or will through his word, either if it is written or spoken. This is a position of surrender. This is like saying, God, I know what I want. I know what is best for me right now, but I trust what you want for me. I have plans. God, I have already thought about all those plans, all those loopholes, but today I surrender my life and I want your word to lead me because I trust what you want me these two principles are super important when you step in and you want to pray today as you're praying as you're praying for the next few months of this year you need to ask yourself what is god's will concerning this situation and then you need to go ahead and say is there a word that i need to look into that connects me to god's will is the word in the scripture that is already written that will connect me to what God desires for me. And this brings me to the third principle. This is is one that is, (laughs) this is not just a matter of statement. And it's something that we all do, but we have never thought about it. The third principle is this, pray in the name of Jesus. Sounds so simple, but it's not. This is not just a matter of statement but it's a matter of relationship when you pray and you finish your prayer in the name of Jesus we pray when you pray for food and you finish your prayer by saying in the name of Jesus we pray praying in the name of Jesus is like saying you are in his position you are aligning with him you are in his territory and this is what Jesus said to his disciples in John 16, 24. He says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. He says, until now, you guys have been praying the way you've been praying, but I want to give you something new. I want to give you some, a principle that you can use. Ask in my name. And that is where that statement of in the name of Jesus came from. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, because Jesus is the high priest, he's the mediator. It is through him that we get to connect with the Father. John 14, verse 12, says this i tell you the solemn truth the person who believes in me will perform the miracles deeds that i am doing and and they will perform greater deeds than this because i am going to the father this is jesus and i will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in my son that jesus has committed and because we say that he is true to his word he says when you pray in his name he will do it. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. And then he goes ahead and finishes that. And he says, so that the Father may be glorified. He goes back to the first principle. He says, so that the purpose of God may, be, may prevail in your life. Whatever you ask. Friends, whatever you ask. What are you asking this morning? What are you asking for this month? as i've laid these three principles for you what are you asking for what are we what are, what are you praying? what have you been frustrated about because it seems like things have not been working as i conclude i want to say this because it's important as we stand before god ready to pray we need to ask ourselves these three questions as we stand before god or we kneel before god or we sit and we're just before god and we are just about to pray you need to ask yourself these three questions. Is what I'm praying for in line with God's purpose, God's will? This is a question of checking your attitude and your motives. Because James says this to us. He says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passion. So when you're you're there praying, you need to ask yourself, is what I'm praying for in line with God's purpose? And this is you saying, I am comfortable with what God wants for me. I am comfortable. If God decides to do it, then I am comfortable. I'm at peace with it. If God decides not to do it, I'm still comfortable. Let me ask you, with all the resources that you invested, with all the plans that you're planning for, with all the things that you've already put in place, what if God decide to do something different? Would you be okay with that? Would you be comfortable with God doing what he knows is best for you? It's a hard question, but we need to ask ourselves that question. The question number two is this, what does the Bible say about God concerning this situation? Is there a promise, a word that I can attach that I can hold on to. For example, for those who are in luck maybe you're praying for something. You're praying for food. You're praying for resources. What does the Bible say about God concerning provision? You can go back into His Word and say, "God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our Provider. Silver and gold belongs to Him." And you pick that Scripture because God is true to His Word. When you start praying that Scripture, God is obligated to perform because of His Word. And the third question is a good question that most of us don't ask. It's the question of how is my relationship with Jesus today? How I know my relationship with Jesus last week was good, but how is my relationship with Jesus today? This question is one that is usually neglected, and it's a question of relationship. Do I just want God for the things that God can do for me, or I want God because God is my father and I want a relationship with him? Have I made God a machine that I just come and press things and he gives me, or I have a relationship with him? This month I pray, friends, that the Lord will reveal to us what his will is concerning our prayer life. When we put this principle together, When we start breaking down these prayers together, when we go to the technicalities of prayer, these three principles are so important that we need to understand what God's purpose is because it's way bigger than our purpose. We need to ask ourselves, what is God's word concerning this situation? There are things that you shouldn't be doing right now because God's word has already said that you shouldn't be doing. But you are there wasting your time praying about these things. God will not do anything that is outside his word. God wants you to hold on to what his word says. And if you have a big prayer this morning, if you have a big prayer this month, I dare say this to us, that if you understand what God's purpose and God's will for you for that situation is, and you look into his word and ask yourself, what does the Lord desire of me? And you pray in the name of Jesus, you build your relationship with Jesus. I guarantee you things will be different. And that's what Paul understood. That's what Paul got into, that he was praying for the thorn in his flesh. And God revealed to him that this thorn has a purpose. So as much as you want me to remove it, I will not remove it because it, has, it serves my purpose. There are things in your life right now that they are serving God's purpose. And you praying for them and you seeking God on them, God says that these things are to serve my purpose. When you know God's purpose, you are at, at peace regardless of what God decides to do. When you know God's purpose, you are at peace. I have found people in my life, I've gone to visit people that have prayed for someone who is sick and somehow things didn't go the way they wanted. And they've lost their faith because of that, because they never understood. God will always do what God wants to do because God's purpose will always prevail. Many are the plans that we have. Friends, I'm going to tell you this. Many are the plans that you have today. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Let me finish by praying for us this morning. I wanted it to be short because I wanted you to get these three things and you start practicing them and start asking God what his will is concerning your life is. Heavenly Father, You have said in your word in Jeremiah 33 verse 3 that we call unto you and you will answer and tell us great and unsearchable things that we don't know. On the basis of that word, Lord, and that promise that you have given, we call to you and ask you to show us great and unsearchable truth about prayer that you have set forth in your word. Forgive us for leaning on our own understanding when it comes to prayer. Forgive us for the times that we have not trusted your purpose and times that we have doubted you because you didn't do things the way we wanted. Heal us Lord from spiritual and emotional effects that unanswered prayer have worked in us. Give us an open mind to trust and allow your word through the Holy Spirit to guide us in what your will and purpose are. Lord, We pray this for your glory and for the joy in Jesus' name.